Yeah. There's an awful lot of smiles that I witnessed uh, last September, people walking around yeah. feeling like, oh my God, music's back. So. Yep. And we'll be back again. <laughs> Something Will Happen, a podcast about the largest Beatles music festival in the U.S., Abbey Road on the River, celebrating our 20th anniversary, May 26th to 30th, 2022. I'm Melissa, one of the organizers of the festival, and I'll be talking about all things Abbey Road on the River, held every Memorial Day weekend in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Whether you're new to Abbey Road on the River or you're a festival regular, if you love the Beatles as much as we do, you're in the right place. This is Something Will Happen. Something Will Happen. Let's get started. Cool. All right. Well, today I'm being joined by Dave Lemke of Union Jack, New England's most popular British invasion tribute band. I love that. I love that slogan. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When we first started, we were New England's only British invasion. <laughs> only one, right? <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, we were definitely the most popular. And, yes. Uh, I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Uh, I, yeah, that's that's crazy that now there are more British invasion tribute bands or more cover bands. <sighs> There's so many. Um, it, it, I know of at least four within Massachusetts, which is kind of a small state, you know. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, it's a popular genre, you know, we all love it. And it's it's awesome to talk to you because you're always so like, like supportive of the festival and you're organizing shows and you're sharing all our stuff on social media and just like trying to get the word out about Abbey Road on the River and always jumping in and offering help just like, you know, with the podcast, you're like, hey, I'll be part of it. <laughs> um, so yeah. tell us about Union Jack and tell us about um, the formation of your band. How did you become a British Invasion tribute band? Well, you know, back we were playing um, in 1978 as a, what you might call a GB band, a general business band. We were playing top 40 which mm -hmm. top 40 then was, you know, Leonard Skinner and um, the Eagles and all that kind Let's of thing. Go. We were, no. <laughs> you didn't do that. <laughs> no, no. I, in fact, I was one of the first people that had the Disco Sucks t-shirt um, wearing it on stage. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but uh, we were playing top 40 then, and um, I had a chance to go to New York City with a bunch of friends. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we were all early, early 20s, and it was one of those excursions to New York that probably we can only tell part of it. But um, we, we went fun. to the winter, yeah. We went to we went one hotel room for like five guys, and we bought mm -hmm. tickets to uh, the uh, Beatlemania, on, uh, the version of Beatlemania that first came out, and it was at the uh, Winter Garden Theater. And um, so we went to see that, and we were all either Beatle fans or Stones fans or, you know, something of uh, that effect. And, and we, and we were blown away because it was, wasn't just, you know, them coming out playing the music. They, it was audio, it was visual, um, you know, the 1978 version of technology, but it was great. And it yeah. was the, it was the, the rack that had uh, Mitch Wiseman in it, which was, I think the original and, uh, you know, and it just, and Mitch is, you know, still this to this day playing that stuff. But at that point, they were as big as any rock band 
you know, that was playing on the, on the top 40 and the place was packed and, you know, the celebrities there, it was a happening every night on, on, at that show. So we, so that just blew me away and said, you know, there, there's a market for this thing. And we came back and we had already played some Beatle music because Gary Wilkinson was in the band with me then. We were both brand new, um, still playing 41 years later or so. And um, he uh, was a big Beatle fan, a big Paul fan. And so we started putting more and more Beatles in our, our uh, repertoire. And I liked it. And I thought, let's, you know what, instead of just being like every other cover band out there, let's do a British Invasion show. Let's do the Beatles and Stones and Kinks and Hollies and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We had the advantage of having four people that could sing and we could put the harmonies together. So we yeah. did it and we were, we were pretty popular for a very short period of time because there was a very little market for that at, mm-hmm. at that point. I thought it was a huge market because I was blown away by being Mania. Yeah. And there was a big market on Broadway, but not necessarily a little Western Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So um, after about a year, we played it and then we kind of abandoned it and we we went and played weddings for 20 some odd years. And uh, so Union Jack lasted a year. And, um, and at the end of the, at the end of the nineties, um, we were getting kind of tired of playing uh, weddings. We were getting to the point where everybody's kids were growing up and we had more time to play. And we had a female vocalist. She decided to move on and went and continue to play weddings. And the rest of us, we just shut it down for a few months. And um, I love telling this story because it's kind of funny and unique. Mm-hmm. But I got a phone call about probably May of, of 2002. And it was from this festival that we played for 15 years or so. We used to open for all the big acts. We opened for the band. We opened for the Commodores. We opened mm-hmm. for, you know, huge acts that were sort of like running in that lower echelon because they were past their prime, but they were still big bands but anyway they, they yeah. called and said meeting my wedding band would you guys like to play the festival and being the uh incurable optimist i said absolutely we'll play problem was i didn't have a band <laughs> and it was just me and uh so i reached out to gary and i said you want to play the festival he said sure we'll do it as a one-off and i said why don't we do it as union jack it was our favorite thing we did it for a year let's just play the festival and do all beatles and throw in some of the other stuff. And okay. he said, great, let's do that. And uh, they started advertising. I didn't know that. About a week later, our old bass player called me, Les Bowler, and said, I just heard that Union Jack, there's a band named Union Jack playing the festival, Celebrate Holyoke coming up. That's not us, is it? And it was like silence on the phone for a second. He's, I started laughing. I said, well, what are you doing in August? <laughs> and uh, he, he said, I'm game, we'll do it. And uh, and we went out and uh, got we our our former rhythm guitar player had moved to Vermont, so we couldn't get a hold of him. So I reached out to a friend, tried to get him to join the band. He couldn't. He said, "My next door neighbor plays." Talked to Jim Brown, so I called Jim Brown up. Didn't know him, but I gave I gave him a proposition. We're gonna do a one-off. Do you want to do it one one day? That's it. He said, "Sure." So we went in as Union Jack, and uh, I think uh, we opened. Um, I can't remember who it was that year, but anyway, we played the festival. And as we came off stage in the back, there was like three people there and said, I want to book you, you know, another mm. one, I want to book you. We ended up with like four bookings out of that. So that one off will play one show 
ended up lasting. Well, it's still going on. So it was from 2002 until now. And the cool your 20th anniversary too. The cool, the cool coincidence, this whole thing is at the first Abbey Road on the River was August of 2002. Our first gig was August of 2002. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was really, you know, that time people were ready. You know, I think what it is, is the generation that grew up with the Beatles. Now their kids had grown. They were able to go out now. They had money. Kids are gone. They could go to clubs mm-hmm. and they wanted to hear the music that they loved, which was the Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, Dave Clark Five, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we've had that same, we've had an audience for 20, 20 years now, yeah. as Abbey Road on the River has had. So we're on the same kind of timeline. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into Abbey Road on the River? Speaking of, you didn't. Uh... That's, a, that's another, you know, everything. I, that's the problem with me. Everything has a story. But uh, no, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were playing. I, for years, I was chasing, trying to get us into the casino business because I thought it was a natural fit. Mm. And it was, and then we were really just a local band, and I was able to connect with uh, the person who hired the talent for uh, Foxwoods Casino in, in Connecticut, the largest casino on the East Coast at that time. And I said, you know, we'll come down and we'll do a show for free okay. if you'll then you know bring us in from that point on. And um, so he was a little kind of leery of having a free band, so he said, I'll give you, I'll give you some, you know some money just to cover your expenses. So we said, okay. We went down and played. Place was packed. The casino crowd absolutely loved what we were playing. You know, mm-hmm. we were dressing. We, we're not a tribute band per se. We're a cover band. We're, You're not a lookalike. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's say we're not an imitation. We're a celebration of the mm, music. I like that. But but we still dressed similarly. We wore black, the black suits, the white shirts and the skinny black ties only because I wanted to make it look like we cared. Yeah. About Gotta look product. like a cohesive band. Yeah. Right. And it and went that over style. Huge. Yeah. We ended up playing at Foxwood Casino for 10 years. But while we were there one one year, and, and we would play like three or four times a year for like two or three days at a time. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were there one time, this guy came up to us and uh, his name's Malcolm. And you know, we became friends later. He was a he's an Abbey Road on the River guy ah. from Rhode Island. And he walked up and he said, how come you guys are not playing at Abbey Road on the River? And I looked at him and I said, what in God's name is Abbey Road on the River? And he said, it's this festival and you got you to gotta hear about it. You know, all these bands play there. You should be playing there. So this will, this will set the timeline. I went back home and dialed into our MySpace page uh-huh. and, uh, and <laughs> searched for MySpace. Abbey Road on the River. And, and I found... <laughs> Gary Jacob and his MySpace page in, uh, in, in August of 2008, I sent mm-hmm. about an email just saying, you know, everybody tells me that this is a great festival. Everybody tells me we belong there. We should be there. Um, I said, I don't know if, <laughs> if you got room for us, but we would love to come out. You know, and Gary's always willing to, to consider, you know, new, act, new acts mm-hmm. and, um, and at that point, he said, look, I have, I've got most of my bands booked for next year, but I'll, I'll squeeze you in if you guys want to come out Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we ended up coming out for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we agreed we we're going we're gonna to come out. And in the meantime, I had no clue what it was about. So, um, yeah, you know, we got there in 2009. There was two new bands in 2009. It was the Newbies and there were 
Union Jack. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, we like to call ourselves the class of 2009. But, um, <laughs> but we, we came out there, you know, we came out as a four piece. Our keyboard player refused to, uh, to travel 16 hours to play music. So we came out as a four piece <laughs> and we did all Beatles stuff. And we had no clue what we were doing. But we were greeted with open arms by the people out there. It was fabulous. It was just our first show, we, the River Stage. And I'm, I know I'm going on and on, but it was just a cool first thing. We walked out and we had went to our, we had one, we had one room at the Galt House and uh -huh. we, we went in, we packed all our stuff in and we walked out to the festival grounds and uh, Michael Barrett's band at the time was called the Sun Kings mm -hmm. and they were playing and we, we almost went back inside, packed up and went home because they were so good. <laughs> we were just blown away. Said, oh my God, <laughs> if this is what it's going to be like, you know. We were a little shaky, but our first show was on the river stage. And we went there. Fortunately, a band from Louisville played right before us. Mm -hmm. And he told people to stick around because we were brand new and nobody knew who we were yet. Mm -hmm. And the place was packed and we had a ball. Um, yeah. And the rest is history. You know, it was, it was just it's always been a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the river stage at the Belvedere, right? Right. When it was right yeah. on the river. Yeah. yeah it was my, my absolute favorite stage you know and it's funny you always have a you might think it would be the main stage or the, the fountain stage was great I, mm -hmm. and but this it gary had it set up like a like an outdoor cafe it was a it was a, mm -hmm. almost like a it was a big tent mm -hmm. with a open end and they could roll up the sides and so you could hear it from a mile away but you would come over and everybody sat like cafeteria style so they would sit in tables okay. and you could fit i'm guessing you could fit three four hundred people there and and then around it would fill in and it was a blast i love that stage yeah that that was a great site and um the site we have now is great too i i distinguish between the river stage because there is a river stage in jeffersonville <laughs> right, right which we've never yeah. played on but um right. yeah yeah and then you played the washington dc events too right it's a little closer played, uh, for you we played all three that was a seven hour drive so that was like a that was easy uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, was I think the second year we were there at at Louisville, there was uh, Gary sent out a note to everybody. He said, um, "Someone from every band come down to the Daisy Room at nine o'clock in the morning," <laughs> which you know, um, Abbey Road musician time, nine o'clock in the morning is like saying come down at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, any other time. <laughs> <laughs> but we were all we were all struggled down there, and um, and he told us. We're doing we're doing a sh we're going to do a show, we're going to do it in Washington D.C. and we'd like all of, you know as many of you that would will come as possible, mm -hmm. and um, and we said we were in from the from the very beginning and uh, yeah that was that, that was a great great spot too, um, you know it's, it's it's funny but it's very different you know they, all three of the locations four actually because Cleveland but they're they're all different but they're all really unique and they all have great um aspects to them i i love jeffersonville i mean i i love going to that that area down there walking around because it's big enough so that you can be at one end and not hear what's going on at the other yeah. and wander on down and discover you know something that's going on at the other end that you're really happy with right yeah and um you know and and, and dc had a great location on the national harbor and uh was a, the problem problem with DC was it's massive hotel, so it was like three other things going on at the same time. Right. So, 
Yeah. So it was a, but it was it was a great experience there. It's very funny. Our first show there, and it, it always seemed that at at DC that there was a hurricane like two days oh. before we would go in or threatening, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And we walked in the first first show. I I had decided, you know, I I like to do themes, you know. And and early on, most bands just went out there and did their 14 favorite Beatles songs or, or they would do an album or mm-hmm. and there was some that did some themes and, and there was like John concerts or Paul concerts and that kind of thing but when we were going to Washington DC I said we should do the set list from the first Washington DC show which was February 11th ding, 1964 mm-hmm. and uh, so I got a hold of the set list and uh, and we started promoting it to on the website and and Facebook down there, which was brand new at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, kept saying, you know, we're going to do the Washington. So we got there, and we were out on the, the the stage that was on the actual Potomac River. It was uh, can't remember what we what he called it. It was um, wasn't wasn't the river stage, but it was it's like a dock out on the river, and, oh, and cool. it was covered. And it was yeah. right after the hurricane came through, so it was this brilliant blue skies, oh. gorgeous weather, no, you know, just a slight breeze and whole place was packed again yeah and there's, and there's a great film and there's this there's a piece of it on youtube that someone put up there it was it was great and we went out and did that first washington show and all the people from washington got a big kick out of that yeah so that was that was fun it was that's time. really cool well, speaking of shows i was going to ask if you have anything um planned for the festival in may any shows that you're putting together be it beatles or um british invasion or i do uh we're gonna do the help album um, the help album yeah part yeah um we we've done it there a number of times and uh it really fits our vocals uh, mm-hmm. fit that album it's one of our favorites so we play a lot of the yeah the songs from that during the year at our shows yeah um, so it's kind of uh it's been our favorite and gary's asked us to do it a couple times in the past mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that quintessential British invasion kind of started 64, 65. So help is like right in the... And it's right smack when they stopped trying to be a pop band and started, you know, you know, people say Rubber Soul is the first real, um, you know, album when they started playing their influences from Dylan and the the Birds and stuff like that. But there was a lot of that on help too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and I kind of like, I liked it. Um, I was a little kid when it came out, but you know, it was yeah. one of those ones where it just made a big impression because it was the movie. You know, you would, yeah. You Do you remember was, the movie? I was like ten or nine when, when, you... when but I I went to, yeah. to both movies, to Hard Day's Night and to uh, Help mm-hmm. at, at our theater. Um, Do you remember and, your you know, first impression of the movie? <laughs> well, the the black and white uh, of Hard Day's Night just uh-huh. blew me away because. It, it seemed, you know, it fit that whole, that was the time, you know, you had black and white. Yeah, right. But then when they hit, help came in, it was in color. It was like, whoa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is way different. And and I think, you know, John always laughed and said that, that uh, John Lennon, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that I knew him or anything, but <laughs> he always, uh, he was always quoted as saying that Hard Day's Night was the alcohol fueled movie mm. and help. Was once they discovered cannabis, ah. <laughs> that was so. Um, 
So there was a lot of giggling. There was a lot of, I think, more improvisation and, and goofiness involved in that movie. Sure, yeah. But, um, but you know, it's one of those things where, we're, where people will quote that, Beatles fans will quote. Right. Know, every once in a while, somebody will be staring off in the, the distance and I'll, in our band and I'll go, go to the window. <laughs> I was just go gonna say that to one. <laughs> the window, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Or, or we'll have an issue with the stupid English plugs, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. So it was a. So it had a big impression on us. We loved us. We loved the uh, the album, and uh, mm-hmm. and we do it enthusiastically. We we always like doing it. So yeah, it's good. good. And George stuff is on that too. We were big. We're big George fans. Of our mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. need you's on there. And, uh, oh yeah, that's such a good song. Yeah. And you that's like great. me too much. So it's yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Any other um, shows? I know it's kind yeah. of early right now, but <laughs> on Thursday we're going to do a show with Joan Burton. Oh, and, cool! Uh, Joan, people, um, people loved Joan last year. We, yeah, we she's class of twenty twenty one, right? And um, when she was, when uh, Kelly Ellis, one of the fans uh, of the show, you know, sent her information to Gary, and mm-hmm. I, I think that they had, she had posted on Facebook. Her demo and i saw it in 2020 this is before the, mm-hmm. the covid um hit and i reached out to her and said hey i, I loved your video if you want to do at that time we were doing the midnight shows and right. i did i i'm always recruiting somebody to do, i was always recruiting somebody to do those and I yeah said, if you want to do a show with us we do this midnight show and um, we'd love to have you be part of it she said great mm-hmm. and then covid came along and you know changed all of our plans. And uh, so I reached out again last year and I said, hey, we're gonna do the Ed Sullivan Show um, tribute on uh, at Abbey Road on the River. Would you like to come and be our Dusty Springfield, Petula Clark, Lulu, et cetera? And she agreed and, uh, and we did it, uh, did it last year. And uh, she was great. And she mm-hmm. was great at every show she did. And um, Gary hooked us up again this year and we're gonna do on Thursday a show with her probably uh, the theme will be swing in 60s and we'll be doing a lot of other not only beatles not only british invasion but probably some other you know summer of love type of stuff and that kind of thing yeah and, yeah that sounds cool so so joan and i traded messages back and forth we're going to get together and start really planning it uh in a week or two yeah and, uh, that's great yeah she's such such a talent and that just like brings more versatility to your shows you know just to collaborate yeah. And you know it's funny we we went out there Wednesday last year for the first time and she went out there Wednesday and did the opening um, show at the at the restaurant mm-hmm. and we you know and we were communicating all the while while the sixteen hours we were on the road and when we got there I was trying to get to see her show we were going to go up and do some stuff with her if we could yeah. and uh, we got there a little later we got delayed in Cincinnati by or Columbus by a huge accident yeah. but anyway she came back and. You know, it was really our first face-to-face meeting back at the hotel. <clears throat> we we, we uh, asked the hotel to keep the bar open a little bit for us. And they did. They were accommodating. And we got nice. to sit down with her and, go, and kind of plan out the show. And we, oh, good. We, we got along with her right away. She's great. And, yeah. Uh, people are going to love her this year, doing her own stuff. And, and she, I'm sure she'll be in other shows, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, she's fabulous. That's awesome. 
Swing in 60s sounds fun too. So it sounds kind of Austin Powers ish. Like <laughs> that is exactly what it is. We wore polka dots. <laughs> we did it last year <laughs> on, on Sunday night, I think it was. We had and we had these. If you ever saw Ringo's picture at his wedding, he has this black shirt with these giant white polka dots on it. Uh-huh. And I found them. And yeah. uh, we got and found several different colors. So we we all have several different colors, several different colors. And we wore them that night and we did that show, Swinging 60s. And it's everything but Moody Blues are in there, you know, some uh-huh. uh, Yardbirds and, and Beatles, yeah. obviously. And, and we even yeah. did some American stuff and everybody loved it. And, That's awesome. Uh, so we'll be doing that. We'll definitely be doing that again. Yeah. Year. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds super fun. Lots of dancing, I imagine, at that show. Yeah. And it was, I was surprised at how, hugely popular the moody blues were with Beatles fans yeah um, yeah and we weren't doing the early moody blues stuff we were doing you know the the 67 on you know to 70 mm-hmm. and uh they were very popular yeah we'll people love it all that. yeah good good i love that i love all the moody blues um do you have any uh stories like big stories or memories from abbey road on the river um like you, you've done all those midnight shows or something related to a show you saw or a show that you guys performed. Yeah, we well, obviously the Love Concert is one of the highlights of every year. I mean, that is, you know, an incredible. And if any anybody listening hasn't seen that, they've got to come and see that because it's one of the, you know, it's probably one of the best live events I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And um, the last year in Louisville. Gary asked all of all of the artists to come up for the finale of that show. Cool. And it was a gorgeous Kentucky evening. Uh-huh. The place was packed and all of us were up on stage. And every just about every musician that was there was on stage. And that was one of the that was one of the best feelings of community and, uh, you know, I don't know, good feelings that, that you could have uh, you yeah. know, as, as a musician. And, and the crowd was into it and they were all standing and you, know, you, could, you couldn't see the end of the crowd if you look back. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was, uh, that was awesome. That, yeah. and, and, you know, personally for me, one of the greatest nights there was the night that they had, um, they had uh, the beach boys there because um, oh. I had never seen them live. I, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they were great too. That was, that was a huge crowd that night. And, uh, Everybody really got into that one too. So that was another coup by Gary to get them, you know, to be there. You know, yeah, was- yeah, yeah. I've heard of that one. I my first year was the year after the Beach Boys. I always gauge everything by that. Where people were always asking, "Did you see the Beach Boys?" I'm like, "No, I missed them." <laughs> but I saw the yeah, zombies. Were- <laughs> the zombies were great too. Did you get to go to to the uh, um, to that a little get together Gary had where uh, Colin and uh, and Rod were there um, talking. He had, he had given no. all, he put us all in the Ali Center, all the performers, and okay. they came out. It was just us, and they came uh-huh. out and just answered questions. And it was, you know, they're like 10 feet away. And, oh, that's um, so cool. It no, was I really it. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, that was really cool of him to do that for us too, because it wasn't just. You know, hey, uh, I had these guys hanging around doing nothing. He literally uh-huh. went out and put that together for yeah. us, and uh, I know everybody appreciated it because they were, 
you know, you're a big fans. For sure. You know, yeah. Were. And then you get to ask a different question than yes. other fans get to ask. You get to ask more musical or um, songwriting type questions. It's very cool. Yeah. And, and the other major memory that I, that I always go back to is, is, is the combination of all those years of the, the midnight shows, the bandstand shows mm -hmm. and it's evolution. And, yeah. um, you know, it's a shame, but, you know, we can't get together inside yet. You know? Yeah. So it's going to, it's going to probably be, you know, who knows when we're going to be able to do one again, but the ones that we've done, you know, it started off, it was funny because it started off in Washington, DC. I, I, I probably, I don't even know, I may have told you this story before, but we were having some trouble the first year in DC with the, um, with the sound systems and their operators and they were having issues getting them up and running and there was a big show i think it might have been all you need is love show or one of the shows going on in the giant indoor uh, facility there mm -hmm. and we were at the same time at 10 30 uh down around the corner in this little room i think it was called Ches chesapeake room or something like that and it was probably fit about 100 people and um it has small pa they put us in there and that was for people that might not want to go to the big show and we were going to do we, we called it the beatles dance party cool and there was there was no dance floor yeah <laughs> it was just but we called that anyway yeah and um and we just started playing and people were there and and all of a sudden people more and more people were coming and we were going what's going on and someone came up and told us they can't start the show down there yet and there was people lined up in the hallway they were just waiting oh. and they and um and they were working on it and all of a sudden everybody heard hey there's music going down the other end of the hall they started coming in right well, at the same time all these artists started coming in uh -huh. uh, all these other musicians all these other singers and and we started seeing them come in and drop that whole beetle dance party thing and everything from that point on was sort of like off the cuff come on up oh kevin ashba come on up what, what do you want to sing Are you, he's gonna yeah. sing let it be are you singing yet he sang yesterday and people cried and then um you know, another one would come in, hey, come on up. You know, we, we had, um, you know, it's hard to remember them all, but there was guys from the Goodfellas who were there and we had brought them mm -hmm. up and there was guys from this band called, um, uh, oh, Washington DC band. Our friends from the English Channel came for a while, we had them come up. You know, all the bands from, that you see now at the festival, you know, one or two would come in and we'd they would come up and do a song with us. And, and yeah. it was really popular and people actually stayed and didn't leave. And, we kept playing and our sound guy had left so we just kept the sound sound on so we just kept playing uh -huh. and we were there for like two hours yeah. and at the end of that afterwards you know gary does his debriefing he'll talk you know we'll talk and say yeah. with other bands and say hey what was good what can i do better you know what do we need to fix at the festival in your opinion and i told him about it i said this is love to do this and organize it yeah he said, all right i'll give you a i'll give you a, a room at at louisville probably not going to be a lot of people there so we'll put you in a daisy room yeah and um and we uh and put the, and during that period he and i we were talking back and forth about what to do with this thing and i said you know he we're bringing up people we're going to do you know all these other things he said well, why don't you you know do it like a bandstand show and yeah. uh it's a good idea and so what the premise was was we would play at first like five or six songs maybe eight songs and then we would have other bands and other artists come up and just do it. And then it was kind of clunky. But after like right. three or four years, I switched it over. We would play like those first six or seven songs. 
And then I had this band put together. We called them the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. And you know, it was a, a, you know, it was not necessarily the most famous Abbey Road on the River player, but people that I knew were really good. That yeah. people really weren't sure that they were one of the great players there. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was the premise chance. of the Wrecking Crew, you know. So yeah. And uh, and then we and then we just purely went after vocalists and brought them in, and this one band would play and learn all of these songs coming up. And it was it's hugely popular. In the first yeah. year, you know, luck would have it. Say it like this, but Dick Clark passed away. So, um, and the lead up to the Unfortunately, yes. This is rest in peace. But, but you know, uh, a promoter um, like me uh -huh. uh, always takes advantage of uh, things like that. And we, mm -hmm. you know, went with the whole tribute to Dick Clark. And, and sure. Gary was kind enough to give us that, uh, that opportunity to stage. And it was. You couldn't fit another person in the room and it was fun so yeah. we did it for we did it probably for 11 years or so and yeah you know, as, as you said you know the current situation doesn't really allow us to to think about that at this point but who knows right. maybe someday someday also we'll... something yeah or, or maybe someday we'll do it on a on an outdoor stage you know at nine o'clock at night or something who knows right yeah yeah well hopefully we can do because those are fun to just have a like big late night show that wasn't really a show it was just like people hanging out and wanting to dance and so I feel like there was less pressure on you like especially for that first one it sounds like where it's just like hey come on and like let's just collaborate well, the first one, yeah have fun a yeah after that it would do there was no pressure on anybody but me I used to lose my mind that was oh. probably I would I took as much work as anything because I'd be talking to people yeah. you know in four countries trying to coordinate <laughs> What the keys were we were doing the songs in who was going to be the vocals, oh, yeah. you know who yeah. was going to come up and making sure they're learning their parts and and uh you know and then we would have one rehearsal where we would sneak in the indoor room when no one was looking and uh turn mm -hmm. the sound system on and, and go through a quick rehearsal ah and just do yeah right so it was uh so anyway it was a lot of fun um you know they're uh now you know it's kind of morphed into the sing-alongs being a little longer and starting earlier and that's mm -hmm. you know that's a, a fun you know part of the festival too yeah yeah um, particularly for the people that are there as as guests or fans or whatever mm -hmm. um you know they're those can be you know they've gotten more and more organized as they went on and more and more people mm -hmm. um coming in and just singing along and joining in and yeah um, so there'll be a lot of that probably this year i'm guessing as it was in september yeah yeah i think so yeah and those are so fun because you can um you can have conversations with people you've seen around the site all day and then you're like oh hey i saw you at that show what'd you think of it and it's it's like such a nice way for the fans to connect right. um, with the bands who come down there with the musicians um but also you, with themselves and their own musicality Right. And you never know who's going to be there. Yeah. That's, that's the kind thing. of fun. I mean, I've, you know, looked to my right and, you know, seeing, you know, somebody from, you know, Jefferson Airplane, you know, standing, uh -huh. sitting next to me or, yeah. you know, the, when the, um, when the um, house sales were there, their mm -hmm. rooms were like right next to where I was staying. And, yeah. Um, one of the guys came out, he had a, Red Sox hat. I'm a Red Sox fan. He's a Red nice. Sox fan. So we started talking and we got, 
And they were headed down to the sound, to the sing-along. They went up and they, they were above on a mezzanine watching. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they, they were singing along from there with every song everybody sang at the pool. Yeah. And you could yeah. tell Susan Cousill desperately wanted to go down and join and her brothers yeah. wouldn't let her wouldn't let her come down but but you never yeah. know who's going to be there I, you know mm -hmm. there denny lane could be sitting next to you or right someone you know or one time we sat with tony bramwell and he told yeah. us stories for like three hours that's you awesome. know, it's, yeah. it's just a, you never know it's it's a blast mm -hmm. yeah it's always a good time well, i'm looking forward to it again maybe someday we'll get a midnight show going but that's not in the cards this year but no, but uh, you know, there's plenty of other stuff, and you know the so much, yeah. Um, you know, we're we're incorporating some of that midnight stuff into into doing it with Joan, and mm -hmm. you know, we we may have a you know another surprise or two. You never know who's going to come up and and join in, <laughs> and uh, and that's you know some of the fun stuff. It's it's not you know there it's all worked out beforehand. It's not like you know you're just going to pull up somebody and throw something at them. But you know, we every yeah. once in a while we'll see that. You know, so and so has got a show next door, and say, "Come in." You know, how about if we do this song together? And then kind of right. work it. It's a it's a very unique weekend, and you know, I, everybody I've known that's ever gone there has, you know, been affected by it, and has, if they possibly could, always come back. You know? mm -hmm. So, uh, right, yeah, we always hear that. It's the week that everyone marks their year by. You got to put right. that on your calendar before anything else. There's, there's no question and um you know I, I think there's every every band that's there um really kind of frames that as what they're working towards during the year in other words we're all doing our thing but we're always in keeping in mind hey that would go over good at abbey road on the river or, mm -hmm. we should think or and, and you'd be surprised how many people that are abbey road on the river people come to our shows here you know they'll ah. come and you know we're right smack in the middle of new england so we're easily reachable by boston by albany new york vermont right. you know down to you know southern connecticut and a lot of the folks from uh, western new york even will come out mm -hmm. and um, come out for a, a show or two here or there not because we're the greatest thing since sliced bread but because they get to see other abbey road on the river folks yeah. and hear the music they love mm -hmm. and you know they'll they'll be together because you know it, it it's indeed a community it really is right and uh one that uh you don't have to be a musician to be in you can be someone walk off the street come in sit down and become a part of it and right people are going to take you grab you and bring you into their circle in five minutes yeah, it's mm -hmm. like exactly yeah yeah, it's like you just walk in the doors and you're friends with someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're, you know, Union Jacks kind of changed personnel over the years, but everybody in the band has always had a blast. And uh, mm -hmm. we'll come in with the same lineup that we came with last year. Cool. And um, Michael, Crazy Michael is going to be our front man again. And, uh, <laughs> Good. He's and, great. Uh, we've got a pair of gyms and we've got... Uh, uh -huh. The professor Greg on keyboards and uh, Peter um, on bass. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. I'm super excited to see your shows in May. And yeah, we're really looking forward to the, to this year. And I think you know everything was so well run and done in September. 
even in the midst of everything. And I think by the time we get this May, it's going to be even better situation. And I, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's going to be a blast. Thanks for tuning in to Something Will Happen. Remember that Abbey Road on the River is happening May 26th to 30th, 2022 in Jeffersonville, Indiana. To start making your plans, head over to AROTR.com. There you can see the full lineup of bands that are coming, check out shows we're planning, book your hotels, and grab your tickets while you're there. Head over to AROTR.com slash podcast and enter your email to get $5 of Beetlebucks to use at the festival for food, drinks, and our exclusive festival merchandise. For the most up-to-date information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll see you in May. Something will happen.